Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Hallelujah. He said to the prophet of God that fill your horn with oil. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, the, the word of the Lord, or the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you Wow, I feel like preaching. Coming down. He said, the Lord said to Samuel, who was Samuel? Samuel was a prophet. And what was God's statement? How long will you mourn for Saul? Why was he mourning for Saul? You see, when you are a pastor and a Christian leader, Somebody's absence can really make you feel, feel sad. Some of you know people who, after lockdown, they are backslided. Yeah. We've seen people who didn't do it God's way and their lives are messed up. Yeah. If you choose not to do it God's way, I feel sorry for you. We are here. We are here. Just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. If you won't do church, go. It's better to stay in the boat than to jump out of the, uh, into the storm. Yeah. The frying pan is better than fire. Stay in the frying pan is better than fire. But, you know, when you are a church leader and pastor, or even if you are not a pastor and you are a Christian and another Christian brother or Christian sister backslides, it's not nice. So it's like you can go into a state of shock or some kind of mini type of mourning. You, you lament their absence. Yeah. Yeah. People who don't do church, I can't trust them. Reasons that keep you away from God tells me you are not trustworthy. Yeah, so. No, no, please. I mean, I, I want to believe what you are saying, but what you do shout so much, I can't hear what you say. So, um, I'm saying something quite important that sometimes when people leave and people leave God and leave church, if you love God and you are in church, you will feel you sorrow. You feel sorry for them, or you lament over their absence. I don't know if you have had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to call the person, let's go to church. Oh, no, 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 I don't want oh, Really? Sometimes you're in church, you feel sorry. Oh, look at this person. Yeah. Life outside of God is very expensive. Yeah. And it's so unpredictable. There are people who are not in church, they look very important, but they are full of fear. So, when people believe or someone has left, mm or departed from God, you lament if you are for God. Yes. Yes. Those of you who help me understand, I understand. You are not for God, that's why you understand why someone is backsliding and you understand. How can you understand backsliding and you say you haven't backslided? 
you have actually backslided. That's why you understand why someone said, okay, I'm upset, so I won't do church again. I understand. Hey, let's leave her alone. Me, me I support him. As you support someone in a backsliding state. You, you are a PA to the enemy. <laughs> so, the same thing happened to one, the first king of Israel, his name was Saul. And it was the prophet Samuel who anointed and appointed him based on the instructions of God and made him a, uh, a king. He was a boy, a young man, serving his father. His father had a prosperous farming business. And one day, one morning, the donkeys, two donkeys were missing. So they said, go and look for them, two asses. So they were, he went looking for them. Three days, he haven't found them. He said, let's go back home. And then the servant he was working with said, ah, we are sent to look for the donkeys. Yeah, we haven't found them, but don't let us just go home. Let's look for a seer. I know there is a seer, in other words, a prophet. He can see things, and per chance, he would tell us where the uh, missing donkeys were. So he said, ah, that's a good idea, but how can I go to a man of God with an empty hand? Some of you don't know, know what the king, there's a reason why he's king. He had understanding of spiritual transactions. He said, how can I go before a man of God or how can I go to church without giving something to God or giving some honoring the vessel? And the servant said, don't worry, I have a little bit of food here. I have reserved something here. He said, ah, then let's go. Soon as they were going, God had told the prophet that tomorrow I'm going to send you somebody. Anoint him as king. So before the donkey got missing, God has already planned. God is a puppet master. Yeah. Micromanagement, yeah. He's a micromanager. So they, they went, and then when they saw, entering the city, they saw the prophet at the entrance of the uh, town, and they said, do you know the seer, where he is? He said, you're looking for the seer. Okay, take the lead, I will show you. And he said, he, he invited them, and then he started telling him prophecies that the donkeys that you are looking for have been found. And he said, okay, then, I, that's why I came. Why did he go? He was to go, went to find where the donkeys are. The seer said, the donkeys have been found, but I want you to stay with me. Tomorrow, I will tell you about yourself. But as for your donkeys, they, which were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not, is, is it not on you and all your father's house? The next verse. Uh, uh, he said, me, who am I? I'm a Benjamite. We are the least tribe. How can you say Israel's desire is upon me? And then what did he say to him? Verse 22. Uh, took, uh, uh, then Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them in the hall and had them to sit in the place of honor amongst who were invited. And then, but I think before then, he said that tomorrow you will eat before me. I think he said, yeah. Someone said to Saul, I am the seer. Go, you are looking for the seer, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place for, watch this, you shall eat with me today. And to, tomorrow I will tell you, I, 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 sorry, I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. He said, 
my father's donkey. Come and let's go and look for donkeys. Let's go. I'll be the prophet. You come and look for them. <laughs> so that is Samuel and the servant. They are coming to look for the, the donkeys. They <laughs> are looking for the donkey. And now they can't find the donkeys. Now, physically they can't find, so they have to apply or and employ, engage the services of satellite navigation, the prophet, to know. The prophet can know where you can see. So they came. Said, I'm look, we are looking for the prophet. We're looking for the prophet. The seer. The, the, the seer. And the seer said, I am the one. But you go ahead to my house, to this high place. I'm coming there. Go ahead. And what did he say? He said, go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. Shall I eat with me when? Today. Today. And then what will happen? Uh, but why don't you tell me everything now? Why tomorrow? If I'm eating with you today, time. If you don't have time for God, God doesn't have time for you. What he has to say to the person, he said, you have to spend some time first. You need to hang around me for 24 hours. You can't just, I can't just tell you for you to go. You need to hang around me for 24 hours. You don't like hanging around church, hanging around the man of God. You are missing out on destiny. He said, you eat with me today and tomorrow I will let you go and I will tell you what is in your heart. Excuse me, what, why did he come there? Why did they appear before the prophet? To come and look for the donkeys. And he said, tomorrow I will tell you what is in your heart. Supposedly, that should have been what was on. That, no, no, that was what was on their mind, on his mind. By his heart, there was destiny in his heart. But he didn't know. There was destiny in his heart, in his heart but he didn't know. So he got there, he said, okay, let me tell you what's on your mind. So look at the next verse. But as for the donkeys, that's on your mind, isn't it? As for the donkeys, you came to t- for me to tell you where the donkeys are. They were missing three days ago. They are, don't be anxious, for they have been found. They have been found. So I've told you what's on your mind, but I need you to stay around me 24 hours. I need to tell you what your destiny has to do with wow. I need to reveal your destiny to you. Wow. And so within 24 hours, meanwhile, God had told him, I'm bringing you a prophet. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm bringing you a king. I'm sending you somebody, anoint him as king. God has already told him, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because they cry, their cry has come to me. They are asking for a king. So I'm going to send, listen, he went, his father, his father sent him, go and look. When you read from the earlier part, he says that there's a, a man called Saul. His father's donkey were meeting in the morning. <laughs> his father is called Kish. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were, were lost. And Kish said to his son, please take one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the donkeys. Whilst his father was telling him this, God has also, the verse 16, gone to the prophet and he says, tomorrow, I'm going to send you somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tomorrow, he said, God said, tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. 
And you see, God is the one in behind the scenes. I'm sure God took the donkeys. <laughs> God went and nicked the donkeys at night. <laughs> yeah. And those days, those days, if you had donkeys, it's like you have Bentley. And particularly, I think it's the male one. When you have them, they are very helpful because they help to reproduce. Either the male or the particular one. So that one that got missing, two of them is big problem. Yeah. The business was about to come down. Yeah. So we need to look for those donkeys because if we don't find these donkeys, our business is collapsing. So Saul said to the dad, I'll go. But whilst he went first day, second day, on the second day, he couldn't find the donkey. The God told the prophet that tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm sending you a young man from Benjamin, from the tribe of Benjamin. Wow. Who is sending? God. Yeah. But did, did Saul meet God? No. no. They had not met. He doesn't even know very much how God will speak. But God said, I'm, I'm behind it. I nicked the donkeys and I, I made him choose a servant who will be thinking about a seer. The servant in the, in, the, in the person of the Holy Spirit. He'll be pointing you to the right direction. He'll be pointing you. Let's go there. Go there. Go to check. Go to. He'll be pointing you. So the servant told him, let's go. There's a seer. He said, I don't have what it takes to go and see a prophet. He said, don't worry. I've got it. Wow. And when they, they, they got there, they saw the prophet. The prophet said, what are you looking for? He said, we are coming to, we are looking for the prophet. He said, I'm the one. Go ahead of me. For today you eat with me. You dine with me. And tomorrow I will tell you what's in your heart. As for the donkeys that were missing three days ago, they have been found. Ah, so what are we doing here? Then let, let us go. No. I need you to stay around me. For 24 hours. Waiting for a train for 24 hours. Waiting for... Watch this, 24 hours for him to tell you what he wants to say. But can't you say it now? My dad will be looking for me. I have to go. My dad, family, everybody will be worried about me. Now that they found their donkeys, they'll be thinking about me. But that's what he said. In fact, he told his servant, I think from the verse uh, 16, somewhere, 70 or so. He told the servant that um, we can't find, three days now we can't find the donkeys. By now, my father has got, he started getting worried about me. So let's go back. And the servant said, we can't go without looking for the seer. So he already knew that they've been out for so long. By now, his father will be very, his father will be very, very worried. Now let us go. Lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. So he knew his father would be worried. Now you go and meet a man of God. Who is telling you the donkeys have been found? So let me go because my father will be worried. But he said, no, you are not going. I need you to stay around me a little bit. Those of you who pull family card, oh, my mom, my dad, my mom, my dad, the professor, you need to stay around. I know your mom is concerned, but this is good for your mom. (laughs) Yeah. And so they stayed there and then he said, you are the one the desire of Israel is on. Never underestimate where God can pick people from. Amen. That's why I'm so happy preaching to you because I know God is picking some of you from very unlikely places. Some of you have already been selected by God. He doesn't consult you before he selects you. Yeah. Some of you, when we look at your history, 
the kind of things you have done, you are really bad. But God said, yes, it's you. You see, he chooses the foolish things of this world to confine the riots, to confuse the wise. Those who think they, are, they deserve it, those who think they have the entitlement, God will bypass them and pick somebody who everybody thinks that this one is a Rahab. This one doesn't qualify to be in. And God would bypass all the others and choose this one so that he can look like God. <laughs> he always wants to look God without consulting anyone. The donkeys have been found. <laughs> and he said, stay with me. Tomorrow I will tell you what is on your heart. And then when they finished eating there, 24 hours later, he took the oil, poured it on him. He said, is it not because God has appointed you, anointed you king of Israel? Chapter 10, verse 1, I think so. Is it not because God has anointed you? Samuel took the flask. Don't forget that, okay? He took what? He took what? Man-made flask. Flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, now please don't get confused with this kissing. It's not the rubbish one some of you have been thinking about. (laughs) And kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance. It's God's inheritance, but he has chosen you to be a commander over, not your inheritance. That's why pastors must be careful. Don't be, no, you don't go around saying it's my church. It's God's church. It's God's church. It's my people. Your people, you have people. It's God's people. That's why we have to be careful. The way we, we even love them, forgive them, and treat them, and love them. Pastors are not to fleece the sheep. They are to feed. They are fleecing pastors all over in town. Fleecing, they will, they will skin you and even take the actual, after taking the, <laughs> the sharing, they will skin, they will take you. You are not dead, but your, your skin will be used for leather shoes. <laughs> That's why you have to be careful. People are walking in town calling themselves prophet, prophet. Um, prophet, Michael, prophet, that and prophet, that. So he said, I will tell you what is in your And then he told him and anointed him as king. But the guy was being raised without knowing. Then God comes to watch this. So he, he knew how Saul became a king. Prophet Samuel, he saw the way this guy was rising. It's like you are, you are a head teacher. And you see a, a Someone who joins your school, the secondary school, um, uh, the first year there, second year, third year, to uh, uh, um, upper six or lower six and finish there. And she's doing so well. And just before her final exam, she says, I'm no more interested in school. All this is rubbish. Meanwhile, she's one of the best students. If you're a head teacher, what would you do? You will lament. Then God comes to the head teacher, prophet, in chapter 16, verse 1, he said, stop lamenting over Samuel. Over Saul. He said, now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing that he has rejected, uh, I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. He chose him when he didn't apply for it. And God said, I've rejected. Why? Because he became too proud. He started doing things his, his, uh, he started doing things his own way. Uh, the way I've told him to do it, he won't do it. He was doing things to please people. 
He was doing things so people would like him. Galilee have, have rejected him. So, you know, uh, headmaster, uh, prophet was not happy. Because he saw this guy, God has chosen him. He said, stop mourning for him. Seeing I've rejected him. Uh, fill your, this is not, this is not flask. Flask, man-made, horn, natural. Fill your horn with oil. Thank you, Lord. Fill your horn with... David was not anointed with a flask. He was anointed with a horn. Two different things. Yeah. If you look at chapter 10, verse 1, Saul was anointed with a flask of oil. <laughs> so he went... He said, fill your horn with oil. Watch this. Watch this. Put it. Fill your horn with oil and go... Did it, this I didn't say I'm sending someone to you. You, I'm sending you to go and hunt him. Go to his house. <laughs> it is a prophet. I'm sending someone to you. Say, prophet, I'm sending you to someone. Go. As I was, uh, uh, I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Hallelujah. And he didn't know that this discussion was going on about him. Mm. Wow. You don't know what discussion heaven is having about you. Wow. That's why you are messing up. Don't follow everybody. The discussion is about you, not about them. God has a wonderful plan for you. Don't follow others. Because some of them, their plan, they are, they are, they've been programmed to, for Satan to have them. Pastor, how can you say that? Check history. Some people, Satan will get them. Even one of Jesus' disciples, Satan. He says, he says that, have I not chosen you 12? Yet one of his, uh, John 6, I think 68 or 69. Have I not chosen you 12? Yes, one of you is a devil. And uh, Jesus prayed. He said, Father, uh, John chapter 17, I think verse 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 7, said, all those you have given me, I have kept, except the son of perdition that your word will be fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. While I was with them, I have kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition. So some people are not meant to be lost. Others are meant to go. So when Jesus died and was uh, resurrected, when they were not sure about Jesus, the disciples, I think chapter 21, verse 3 or 4, John chapter 21, verse 3. He said, Simon Peter said, I'm going back to fishing. Oh, hey, I'm going to fishing. Hey, I'm going to fishing. I'm going to fishing. Hey, I'm going to fishing. This Jesus thing, enough of it. Yeah. Someone, the spokesman. And then do you know what? There are some people, when they make a wrong decision, a lot of people will follow them. They say, We also. We are following you. <laughs> yeah. We also. Judas, no one followed him, but Peter. Wow. So Jesus said, no, no. You are not meant to be lost. So when they went fishing, they didn't catch any fish. Yeah. The reason why you are still struggling is because you are trying to run away from God. Yeah. Yeah. You struggle. The doctors will have to tell you, they don't know what it is. They, they've done every test. They don't know. Come back to God. Yeah. 
He said, I'm going fishing. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night, they caught nothing. In the morning, Jesus himself came to the shore. He said, sons, have you caught anything? They said, nothing. <laughs> yeah. It, is nece- it was necessary for that guy to break your heart. You wouldn't have come back to church. Yeah. It was just necessary. God was the mastermind behind it. That's right. Yeah. He broke your heart. He gave you some sickness. And now you have to come to church, believe God for a miracle. Yeah, at least that brought you back to church. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said, hey, sons. Peter, you can't go. Some can be lost. Others cannot be lost. So he sent Samuel into the house of Jesse, David's dad, he said, he has got sons. I have chosen for myself a king among his sons. And yet none of them know. Their father doesn't know, and none of them know. This one is conference between God and his prophet. Pastor, why are you telling us this thing? I, that's the, why I sang the song. But just that, don't you remember the words well? I see a new revival. And then this part of the song says that there's a coming, a generation. There's a generation rising. There's a generation rising, yeah. I see a generation rising up to take their place with selfless faith. Did you see that? This is very important. This is the message I'm trying to preach. There's a rising generation. There is an army rising up. 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 Hallelujah. He said, go into the house because God said, I have appointed myself. I have appointed for myself a king amongst his sons. Amongst his sons, I have a king amongst them. But you know what the king was doing? He was in the backside of the desert, taking care of sheep. He didn't know in God's plan, he's a king. The greatest king ever in history was a shepherd. And he didn't apply for the job. God said, you have chosen you. And they poured oil, horn of oil upon him. And chapter, verse 13, and Samuel poured the uh, oil upon him. And Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord, the Lord came upon him from that day forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went back home. He's finished his job. Something has come on David. Something has come on him. From that day on, something has come on him. But unfortunately, he went back. No, he went back to his normal job. You see, some of you, I, we pray for you and you have a vision that God said you'll be a pastor. Suddenly, you have gone to start a church. Wow. <laughs> Satan will eat your meat. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. When you read the Bible in Acts, uh, sorry, in Luke chapter um, 1, the last verse, the last verse, was it 1 uh, or 52 or 252? So, talking about John the Baptist. Yeah, the last verse in chapter 1. John the Baptist grew in wisdom, and the child grew grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert how long? Till the day his manifestation of his manifestation. Don't quickly prematurely try and display yourself. He went back. Jesus in Luke chapter 2 verse 50 
50, uh, somewhere, 48, 49, 50. He went back with his parents and he was subject to them. Yeah. Even though he said, don't you, verse 48 said that, don't you know I have to be about my father's business? He knew God had an assignment for them, him. But he went back with Joseph and Mary, his natural parents. He went back with them and he was subject. Some of us, you are so big, you can't submit to anybody. Even Jesus, God himself was subject to parents. You can't submit to anybody. You can't submit to Usher. You come to church. I love Jesus, but you can't say, Usher says it. He said, no, no. Uh, you are arguing with an Usher. You, you will not do well. Wow. You will not do well. It's a major sign. It is. Oh, yeah. People who can't just follow basic instructions of ashes. Of ashes. There are people I normally don't find funny is uh, the temporal road. When you know there's roadworks and then they don't have traffic lights, so they have their go and and then just you are in a hurry. When it gets your turn, then they turn. They say you stop. You can't go, even though it's not police. You can't go. You have come to church. Usher says sit here. You are arguing with the usher. Even Jesus, he went and he was subject. Some of us, your biggest weakness is the inability to submit. Oh yeah, that's your biggest witness. Yeah, you are, you are, you are, you are autonomous. Do you know what that word means? Autonomous. To have autonomy. Auto. When we say automobile, you know what mobile is? No mobile phone. Mobile, something that moves. Okay, so mobile, auto. So it moves by itself. Automobile. Yeah. So anytime you see auto before something means self. So automobile, self-propelling. So anytime auto, you check what other word in the Latin, you find out it's, a, it's self something. So when you say somebody's autonomous, nomos deuteronomy, due. What I mean, what's due? Two. Deuteronomous. Second law, deuteronomy. So deuteronomous. Nomos is law. When they say something is antinomian, antinomous is anti-law. So when we say autonomous, self-law. Self-govern. You understand that? Okay. So, when you are autonomous, it's like no one tells you anything. You have your own autonomy. You have your own sovereignty. <laughs> and no one can be mentored autonomously. How can someone mentor you? Mentoring means that you submit your authority to someone to be giving you instructions. That's why when you go to a school, you can't submit to their law, they'll sack you. I know some of you might be having a spell from school before because you didn't do what they said you should do. Yeah. You went to be bullying somebody, you went to do something. If you don't do that in this school, they called your parents, they sacked you, threw you out of the school. Yeah. You can't take them to court. They told you don't do this. We threw you out. He said, This is how we dress. You have to wear this uniform, you have to do this. No hair, no um, earrings or jewelry. You bring it, they will seize it. Or if you don't stop, they will sack you. Because you can't be in any, any schools that don't have restrictions and law. It's bogus school. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. The best schools have stricter systems. Yeah. Yeah. If you enter into government in some of the nations like uh, other nations, yeah, you can do whatever you want because people do dodgy things. And but in UK, even if someone sponsors you and you want to be a lord, it's, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, you, you, it's, it's, the laws are strong. Where laws are strong, 
life is much more stable. So when don't think, when you make children feel like I have my liberty, I'm free to do. No, you can't be free to do whatever you want to do. It's, it's recipe for disaster of destiny. Recipe for travesty of destiny. To be given freedom to do whatever you want. Life is full of laws. You see somebody and you're like, how many of you seen somebody before you feel, hmm, I feel I'm very attracted to this person. How many of you? Uh, some of you are very hypocrite. Look at you. You are behaving like you never. Even here, you are thinking about somebody. That's why you can't lift your hand. But the fact that you feel attracted to somebody, doesn't mean you can go for the person. No. How many of you have seen nice cars before? Yes. And you, ah, oh, this is my dream car. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean anything. Does, can you go and drive it? You go to the shop, the jewelry shop. Some of you ladies see some rings. You see some jewelry. But you can't have it. You can't have it. So you can't, you can't just say, I am free to do whatever I want. It's a lie. It's deception. If you like, go on the road and decide to walk anywhere you want. You'll be knocked down by a car. You can't be eating anything you want to eat. No. Some of you, that's why your health is, uh, is, not, is compromised. You'll be eating all, everything ham. I will sing of your mercy. <laughs> I will thank God of your nest ham. If I did, it will be enough ham. If I want, it will be enough ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we need some, some kind of control. We all do. Watch this, especially the younger you are, the more control you need. Do you know why? Because you are not too experienced. You can easily be deceived. You can easily make terrible mistakes. How many of you have made some, I'm talking on stupid mistakes, and you wonder, how could I have done that? Yeah, it's human, it's human. So you need some restrictions before you make mistakes because your understanding in life has not gone to a certain level. So let's go back to what I was talking about. What was the last scripture? Look to, uh, yeah. So Jesus Christ went and submitted himself to them. Your inability to submit is what determines your inability to rise. Submission. Jesus submitted himself. So it's important. He says that I have appointed a king for myself from amongst his sons. So go there and anoint him for me. Because there is a generation rising whom people are not aware of. God will always take the enemy by surprise. Because he doesn't know who God has got. I know there is an army rising here. I know God is raising some great men and women here. Listen, you will not make noise, but you will make news. You will not be reading news. You will be news. You will be the news people will be reading. In the name of Jesus. How is this going to happen? Because the spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you. God is going to help you. So that's what I'm talking about. There was a time, a gentleman is a very well-seasoned, great prophet of God. His name was Elijah. One day, some tragedy happened. When Jezebel, when King Ahab became king and married 
a strange woman called Jezebel. And Jezebel came from a foreign land and she brought foreign gods. Yeah. A, uh, um, Baal and Asherah. Baal is the male god, female god, Asherah. Brought them and erected them and then imported prophets. This evil prophets of this imported them from there, gave them free visa and got state, state sponsorship. Wow. They were given nice apartments. And then he said, all those prophets of Jehovah God, get rid of them. That's what Jezebel did. And Jezebel got, made, got, got them executed, killed them. So everyone, and so Elijah had to run for his life. And he said, God, I'm tired, kill me. First Kings chapter 19. Kill me. And God said, why? Verse 10. Look at what Eli, uh, he said. So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord of the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. Watch this. What, what did he say? The last one. I alone Let's read it aloud. I alone am NIV. Let's go. He said, I'm the only one left. They've killed all your prophets. Now when you go to schools, everybody is anti-Christian. In my neighborhood, it looks like I'm the only one left in my family. I'm the only one. In, on our course, I'm the only one who is a Christian. People hate God. And when you look around you, that's what you see, it's truly. Yeah. And then the verse 18. See what God told him. Verse 18. Verse 17. Let's go to verse 17. Uh, okay, let's go. It's 18. Verse 18. God said, Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to bow, and every mouth that has, uh, and every mouth that has not uh, kissed him. He said, I have 7,000. You think they are all dead. You think you are the only one left? Okay, let's go to Hebrew, um, Romans chapter 11 from verse 1, 2, 3. We are going to verse 4, but it's always nice to read from verse 1. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also, I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, the tribe of Benjamin. Look at the next verse. God has not cast away his people. God has not cast away whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture say, says of Elijah? How he pleaded with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I, am, I, I, I alone am left. And they seek my life. Look at verse 4. But... What does the divine response say to him? How did God respond? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed to the knee of bow. Yeah, they have not bowed the knee to bow. They haven't bowed. So you haven't seen people who are on fire, so you think everybody's on ice. You think you are the only Christian? Make the, 
made a mistake and abandoned and see. God said, I have 7,000. They are all hiding. God have got, I'm telling you, in this congregation, God have got bishops here. Not everybody is fornicating. Not everybody is messing up. Not everybody is into porn. Not everybody is is messing up into drugs. Not everybody is not studying. God has got people who are here. Some are people, there are people here who are going to be prime ministers. There are people here who are going to be bishops, apostles. There are people here who are going to be mega church pastors. They are here. They are here. They are here. There is a generation rising. There is a generation rising. There is a generation rising. When they say on those news that many people are not going to church, young people are not going to church, don't mind them. It depends on where they are taking their statistics. We are, we are not just in church. We are actually on fire. Yeah. Yeah. We are, see, they, they finished church in Reading. Did you have service today? They finished Reading, they jump on train, travel to come here. What are they looking for? We are on fire. Last Friday, we had some people, they came by themselves, jump on the train f- from Coventry. They came to church. One lady too, as soon as she finished work in Birmingham, she jumped on the train, coming to church in London. We have a whole group of people from Bristol. Some came by coach, some came by train, some came from all kinds of places. Last, Thursday, last Wednesday, you were, some of you were there. Liverpool, they travel all the way from Liverpool only to come to church and they arrive earlier than many of the people in London. To come to church after church, I said, how are you going? He said, we are going by train. It wasn't a problem. Distance is never a problem when you have a heart. Those people who are not hungry for God, they think you travel too far to church. Ah, but don't people travel to Ayanapa? Don't people travel to Afro Nation? They travel, they're cost. Those people travel for parties. Nightclub, they travel. Some of you, you travel far to go and eat in one, one restaurant. Yeah. So what's wrong if you're traveling to go to church? I know there is an army rising. There's a generation rising. There's a new generation. There is 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 a new generation. Shout hallelujah. They are rising up to take their place. They are rising up to take their place. With selfless faith. With selfless, not selfish. Selfless, they don't care what people think about them. Selfless faith, they are rising up to take their place. They are rising up to take their place. Nobody can stop them. They are rising up to take their place. Shout hallelujah! There is a generation rising. There is an army 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 rising. 
He said, for I have much people in the city. Yes. Acts chapter 18, verse 10. He said, I have much people. You, you think God doesn't have people. God said, I have much people. For I have much people in a city. In this city, you don't know, but they are there. You don't know. Don't think that in your uni, in your neighborhood, you are the only one God is using. Courage, we shouldn't think we are the only church who are pursuing revival. We shouldn't think we are the only church on fire. There are a lot of churches on ice. But there are some other churches we don't know about. He said, I have 7,000 people who have not bowed their knees to bow. There are people who have been church throughout their lives. Amen. There, are people who, there are people who are not backsliding. Amen. There are people who have been praying every morning, praying and seeking the face. There are people who read their Bibles every day. Listen, there are a lot of pastors in America and in Africa, as for UK is even bad, who don't carry Bibles. But there are people who still carry their Bibles and read it. They read it. There are people who still believe in God. They believe in the word of God. Who am I talking about? There's an, there's an army rising. There's an army rising. Listen, some of you, some of you, we may, we may look funny or extreme before you, to you. We may look extreme to you, but that's okay. You are rather extreme. You are off. Like milk that has gone bad, you are off. When someone is drunk, he la- he's laughing at others. <laughs> he thinks they are rather drunk. <laughs> you are rather wrong. wrong. They, have, they have switched it upside down in our society, in our time, that when you are doing the right, you look bad. They call wrong right and right wrong. But there is a new breed rising. God is about to send you into schools. God is about to send you into industries. God is about to send you into government. God is about to send you into churches. God is about to send you into families. As his mouthpiece and his agent. He says, Samuel, stop lamenting over Saul. For I have rejected him. Take your horn. Feel it. I have appointed myself a king in the house of Jesse. Go there. They don't know, but I have appointed somebody already. God will not lament because he himself knows what he will do. You might be sitting here and thinking, why are they always screaming? What else? When you watch Esplata, they are screaming. You don't say anything. You don't say anything. Hypocrites like you. You don't say anything. What, what can Simon Carr do for your destiny? When people are watching football and they are screaming, ah, ah, you think it's normal. But when someone is showing excitement about God, when you see somebody in church who is excited, oh, it's strange. You are rather strange. You are strange. <laughs> yeah. There's a new generation rising. There is a new generation rising. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.